The day has come for Stacy to have her first child. When she saw her daughter for the first time, Stacy couldn't get over how beautiful she was and she swore she could see fairy dust irradiating from her. The child was taken to the nursery and then brought back to her room, but there was something different. Stacy noticed her glow was gone. It was something that only a mother would notice. Her husband told her that she's just exhausted and needed to get some rest. Over the years, Stacy noticed that the only time her daughter would show any emotions, any joy, was in times of despair and heartache. Believing this to be unnatural, Stacy took her daughter to the doctors and therapists, but they couldn't find anything wrong with her. Could Stacy be overthinking things, or could her daughter possibly be a changeling? Let's find out and scare the establishment as we river dance our way through some Irish lore. Back to the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. We are your hosts, Matt. And Cody. And today, we're here to remind you to continue to wash them hands. Yeah, stay clean. Stay quarantined as much as you can. Yeah. Like, And I know like there are some of us that are like, ah, why would I have to be quarantined? It's, it, it's looking out for other people, yeah. too. You know, no. it's, it's not just worrying about ourselves it's worrying about others that are more susceptible to what's going on that's that's the point also i want to point out if you do decide to leave your humble abode and go to a place of uh you know one would go to do their grocery shopping one might call the grocery store please please from the bottom of my heart do not be a dickhole and hoard shit do not yeah. be that guy. So, I mean, uh, because it, it, as as corny as it is, it's a true statement. There are people out there who are more uh, physically disabled yeah. or older who might not be able to get to the stores as quick as us. Yeah. Um, who are a little more able body, And uh, us taking, you know, all the TP and all the, everything that they could use more than we need is, is screwing them over. Yeah. So don't be a dickhole. It's not the apocalypse. You don't need to freak out. Oh, shit, man. It's already kind of screwed... Me and Dev over, and Audrey over a little bit. We're on yeah. baby wipes right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> we just, it is all gone. Like, we're like, okay. Three nights. I went, cool. three, I went three nights late. Wait until close. They were closing to the grocery. Because uh, the grocery stores that are by us, where we live, close, close at 12. Yeah. And I am and I don't get off work till like, 11 this past week. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I've been waiting there just to see, like, maybe they'll stock it in time and I can just grab one, like, bag. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what a Gar- uh, buddy of mine told me, too. Yeah, and he it, said wait till they're almost closed because that's when they restock. Yeah, but even then they're not doing it anymore. They're just like they're really waiting for people to be gone. Yeah, there's that, and then I also saw that most stores are now limiting everyone to just one of everything that's there. So, so, so say you go in, you're only allowed to buy one thing of toilet paper now, one thing yeah. of hand sanitizer, all that stuff, and it's, mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, because that's how it should have been. <laughs> Like, and, then, and then dickheads had to ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, it's just like I was thinking to myself, like I was because you know I work in the service industry and everything, and so there's always that chance that if I do get, you know, if I even get catch a right. whiff of it, I'm locking myself inside until like unless I know I'm I'm not affected by it. Right. But like I was thinking, man, I'm just gonna quarantine in my house, and then whenever I need some, I'm just gonna text someone, go, hey, 
can you grab me this because I'm not right. allowed to leave my house, put it next to the front door, and I'll hazmat my suit out there and grab it out the front door. What I will say, though, right now, for anyone who has seasonal allergies, is the funnest time ever. Oh, my God. Oh, man, dude, because I... Uh... Because around this time of year, my phlegm yeah. gets really bad. Yeah, I know. So I, <laughs> I get more coffee. Uh, more co- I get, like, I, I cough a lot more. Um, and so it, I'll just be at the store, and I'll see people with just, like, plastic bags around their hands, and I'll just, mm-hmm. my phlegm will just get caught up in my throat and just... <coughs> <laughs> 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 and they're like, oh, God! Yeah. <laughs> I even made a post about it on Facebook, like, if you want some extra personal space in an immediate situation in overcrowded areas, you're just one cough away. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, oh, man. So, yeah, uh, don't be a dick. Don't yeah, hoard all just, the toilet paper. Don't ru- Stop ruining it for people. Yeah, and just be safe. Look out for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be, don't be racist. Don't, <laughs> don't be angry. Like, it... It, and also, do your research on it. That's all I yeah. can say also. Don't make assumptions. Don't right. click on clickbait. If you see something about it that sounds scary, just look it up real fast. It's right. a dawn and age of the smartphones. Just Google it real fast so you can either ease your thoughts or if it turns out to be true, you know how to handle it from then on out. Absolutely. That's our piece. <laughs> so since we're touching on... Uh, this said virus, said virus, which, epidemic, which code does want to name it what it actually is. I want to call it the Keystone virus, <laughs> just so we can get away with it. Because I guess right now, what's going on on YouTube and a lot of other platforms, well, at least just YouTube, is that that we know of. Yeah, is that, it's just something that I caught of, and, and it's just trying to play safe. Yeah, so they're demonetizing videos that say that say the name of this virus. Um, and they also might be flagging some videos, so that's why we're avoiding saying the actual yeah. name. Yeah, and I haven't done, and again, I haven't done my in-depth research about this, about us being able to say it on the on the air and stuff like that, right. but it's mostly just so we can cover our own asses and stuff like that, so don't get all on us, it's just, we're play, right. trying to play it safe. <laughs> and although it makes me sound that way, I am only picking Keystone virus just because it's uh, we can actually say Keystone. <laughs> yes, that's that's why. So, so. And everybody knows them Keystone viruses the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> and going on. But anyways, uh, figure... Still terrible beer. So, so, ta- so talking about things in horror, we're going to actually even touch on how... The Keystone virus is actually affecting people and actually yes. affecting, uh, well, uh, kind of the film industry right now. Yeah, so, it is hard. Um, so there, there's actually a lot, a lot of movies, not even just in horror, that are being kind of like taken off release dates um, and just being, they're, mm-hmm. just, they're getting the big kind of whole delay across the board for the most part. Yeah. Um, so we, I only picked like just a, two articles to kind of touch on to give an idea of like how far this is spreading. Um, so, first and foremost, uh, John Krasinski, Krasinski's A Quiet Place 2 was set to have a massive opening weekend uh, the next week. So, at the time of this yeah. recording, it's March 15th, so the weekend after, um, here in the States, which it was supposed to be on track to pull $60 million with showings beginning on Wednesday night. Unfortunately, with the global pa- global pandemic happening, known as the Keystone Virus, <laughs> it's changing place for many upcoming movies, and Paramount's sequel is latest to be hit. Um recently learned that the worldwide release should be scheduled uh, indefinitely, uh, meaning it won't release next week and right now it has no release date at all. 
Um, so when asked about it, you know, uh, Paramount said that after much consideration and in light of the ongoing and developing situation concerning the virus and restrictions on global travel and public gatherings, Paramount Pictures will be moving to the worldwide release of A Quiet Place Part 2. We believe in support of the theatrical experience and we look forward to bringing this film to audiences this year once we have a better understanding of the imp impact of this pandemic on the global theatrical marketplace. Um, and at this point, uh, Bloody by the Witch Way, shout out to Bloody Discussing, they actually, this are, they went into good detail on this article, basically saying at this point it's very likely that movie theaters within the United States will be temporarily closed and even if they're not, they expect a huge wave of delays in the next coming months. Um, so they're expecting next movies to also get delayed are The New Mutants, St. Maud, Antlers, Antebellum, Spiral from the Book of Saw it could also be hit. Uh, with I similar was, delays. I was gonna say I I heard I know those first three movies. I think I already saw already got delayed. Right, and Antler so, and Antlers is one I yeah, want to see. Yeah, Antlers, Antlers. I knew got delayed. Oh, God, because that's the next A twenty four. Yeah, I want to see that so bad. Well, it to kind of so give good. an even more idea, so it's a big, big kind of sorry. So uh, recently, we we uh, I'm a little bad about it how they tease it because they basically spoiled part of season three uh, for Stranger Things. So, yeah, they did. Um, but uh, Stranger Things 4 is also delayed. So Netflix is the latest media company to suspend film and TV production in the face of an escalating health crisis uh, stemming from the whole virus pandemic that's going on. Um, all scripted TV and films in U.S. and Canada are grounded for the next two weeks starting Monday, March 16th. So, uh, which explains the site. The shutdown is, is done out of precaution and in compliance with bans and large gatherings. On large gatherings, excuse me. Um, the long <laughs> I'm sorry, just whenever I hear the bands and large gatherings, I always just think of uh, Adrian's post. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, uh, Adrian posted, he's like, brah, we said uh, to all of my local bands, they said large gatherings. <laughs> like it's a catch on yeah. on her too, because like, she's yeah. also a local small band. Yeah, <laughs> Devin, so just, uh, Devin from Barry said the yeah, same. Joke. Yeah, yeah. So I just love like seeing those, and then like I saw both of them posting the same thing. It was like <laughs> local artists before the virus, and it's an empty crowd. Local artists during and after and it's just all the same picture with an empty crowd Aww. and i just laugh so hard at that because they're taking it in good swing and yeah. stuff and i know they're it's like it's hurting them and stuff too especially small bands yeah. so like i i just go support your small bands yeah. if you can't support if you can't go see plasma canvas and barry mia support them in other ways and stuff because they're yeah. great bands and and local artists you could always help. listen to their episodes that we interviewed them on here yeah and, go and listen to those. we have their links you can mm -hmm. still go support buy their albums and follow their social media links so those oh, yeah. links are fresh that that so feel free to mm -hmm. click on them and go do your thing yeah. um so, but anyways, continuing on, so on the long list of flagship series that Netflix is kind of like putting the delay on is obviously Stranger Things, which has been filming its fourth season. The show cast posted a video from the table, uh, from the table read last week, which is posted on Bloody Discussing. Please check it out. Um, they also stopped, you know, including the upcoming Sex Slash Life starring Sarah Shahi. Um, so, and as for The Witcher, the site adds the Netflix productions filming outside of North America are being assessed on a case-by-case -case basis. So because he's running into too many side quests, all right? <laughs> too many of them. He's like, oh, I gotta go help this farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, guys, we'll, we'll record in two weeks. They just go, go on an adventure. They just go to Henry Cavill and be like, look, what is the heart of The Witcher series? And Henry's just sitting there just... 
uh, the, the, the sword fighting? No, the side quests! <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know, that was a qu- trick question for you! <laughs> Banishment! <laughs> um, so, we, we, uh, so right now, the, this whole pandemic, um, at the time of this recording, is just, it, it's, it's weird because it's like, um, on, on one end, you know, it doesn't seem like really much is happening. People are still going about their day-to-day business, but... Mm-hmm. I, I think we we need to touch on this because we're the horror, we're a horror podcast and we try to keep up with everything that's actually happening in the horror world and yeah. so it's good to know that everything's kind of being delayed because of this and that it's not because of like they're changing the script yeah. around or anything like that you know yeah and we just we want to keep everyone updated being a uh, social social Aware. media awareness and yeah so, and we, it, us being in the media and whatnot we want to keep everyone updated as. As much as we're updated, so yeah. So, <laughs> and dude, and just it sucks. E three canceled also. Yeah. Like, fuck. Sorry, it's just like I keep remembering all yeah, these cancellations. We'll, we'll see how far this goes. I'm no more sports. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how May. We'll see if this even goes into May. I know. We'll see how long. And so yeah. Um, but we'll stop talking. Yeah. We'll stop talking about this now. On we'll other stop, news, we'll stop talking <laughs> about the Keystone virus. I actually have three articles that will make you happy. Well, we'll give puts a smile on your face. So starting it off, um, so we've kind of touched on it a little bit here and there in the past, um, but there's actually a brand new screen movie that is officially happening, Woo! and the ready or not filmmakers are behind it. I'm excited about that, man. So uh, back in September of last year, Spyglass Media Group was resurrecting Ghostface in the Scream franchise, and they bring a very exciting update. Um, discussing Films is reporting that Matt... Batenali Open and Tyler Gillette, the two directors of last year's horror hit comedy Ready or Not, will be directing Scream 5. So, to go into a little more detail about this, uh, Bentinelli, Open, and Gillette make up two-thirds of the filmmaking collective Radio Silence. The group was behind the 103198 segment of the, of Bloody Disgusting's own VHS, as well as the Way Out and Way In segment of the movie Southbound as well. Another fantastic film. The other members of Radio Silence is Chad Viella, who is on board to executive produce the new Scream alongside Kevin Williams soon. Williamson, excuse me. Williamson, of course, wrote three of Wes Craven's four screen movies, so they have someone who actually is established mm-hmm. within the franchise. A discussing film notes, plot details. At least two of those were good. <laughs> two of those were good depending on which ones they are. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> um, discussing the film notes, plot details are scarce, but sources say it will follow a woman returning to her hometown to try and find out who has been committing a series of vicious crimes. Well, the new film uh, connects the previous installments. We don't know. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talks with just like you know, even regular cast coming back to reprise their roles. Courtney Cox is, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, like so, think, and I Nev Campbell as confer- well. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I saw Courtney Cox get confirmed. So, so, but which I, is exciting. I feel like that was the plot of Scream Four, though. What? Like that there is vicious. Like Dev Campbell came back to like figure out why there's vicious crimes happening. Yeah, she, well, she came back. She came back going, "Why is everyone doing the ghost face murders again?" Yeah, and then it's like, "Oh, it's too, oh, I can't say it because I don't want to spoil it." Yeah, so I mean, well, because it was four. Scream four was good though. Like, I, we're, we might be between, shitting on it a little bit. Yeah, I would say I recommend going to see. I it. liked it. I thought uh, it was. I thought it was a good attempt to coming back to the franchise. Uh, I really do. Yeah, honestly, um, three's the only one I didn't like. Yeah, no one really likes three. Two, I think, just like. See, everyone gives Halloween three shit until until I still firmly believe until you realize that it wasn't it was meant to be its own thing because the whole Halloween franchise. Speaking of, but holy no, crap, no one, everyone always forgets about Scream three. You know, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so 
just talking about that, like how, because that was the same thing for me. Why uh, uh, watching Halloween three, like first time I saw it, I was like, ah, this shit. Where's Michael? And then coming out, oh yeah, it's learning that it was supposed to be an anthology, not right. like the first two was Michael Myers, and then it was gonna be anthology. Yeah, like it was only gonna be so, its own kind of yeah. like tales of Halloween. Yeah. Like, so uh, did ABC's you know? Of death. Did you know that was the same thing for Friday the Thirteenth? That's yeah. why in the fourth movie, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not Jason. It's a different guy. Yeah. Because originally, what they were going to do is going to have Pamela and then Jason. Yeah. And he was going to officially die in the third one with the hockey mask. And, the re- and then there was going to be a different killer every time in the hockey mask. It yeah. was going to be like like ghost face instead. Right. It was going to be a different person. But then everyone was like, nah, I want Jason. And so they brought him back as a zombie. Jason. <laughs> but like, no, I just thought that was funny because I learned that because I'm a part of a Facebook group called uh, just Friday the 13th Jason Lives or something. I can't remember exactly. But basically it's all just fun uh, people who love Friday the 13th. And I learned that and I was like, huh, that's pretty cool that all those old sla- – all the our horror icon slashers weren't even supposed to be more than two movies. Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying, man. Like, um, I knew I knew that Jason because they also had the Friday Thirteenth series. Yeah, um, which so, they continued what the movies were supposed I know, to be. That's I, why I was right. like, oh my god, exactly. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel a, like Nightmare on Elm Street's like the only one that wasn't meant to mm-hmm. do that. They're like, know? no, we're gonna keep Freddy. Like, <laughs> how about we do it? This kind of guy, no, Freddy. And how I, about a different vi- slap in the face, Freddy? Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not touching it. Um, so going on to other horror, horror film franchises, especially ones that are not talked about enough, but that we kind of all really love, and mm-hmm. we, we really should find a way to talk about these movies more, mm-hmm. um, is one that I'm, I'm actually really excited. So uh, next film franchise to actually get another movie that is actually canon is Final Destination. So one, uh, as Bloody Disgusting so really well said, uh, one franchise is not talked about enough is that of the Final Destination, which New Line Cinema released back in 2000. Um, so with, going into the article, they basically said, some good and some bad out of this. World of Fantastic, there has been several follow-ups that have led us into the age of remakes. They broke the news <laughs> last January that Final Destination was being retooled with Saw sequel writers Patrick Milton and Marcus Dunstan set to pen the script. However, in a new interview with franchise creator Jeffrey Riddick and producer Craig Perry, reveals that it's actually canon and takes place within the Final Destination universe. Set uh, in the world of first responders, um, they went on quoted to saying, I think reboot is probably too strong of a word. It makes it sound like they're going to change everything, but it's definitely a Final Destination movie, Riddick told Yahoo. With Buddy discussing confirming the film remains wholly canonized, uh, Craig is the master of, up, of coming up with crazy openings and set pieces, he adds. He told me a couple of things that happened in this one, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's not going to feel like Cash Grab Final Destination film. In fact, Perry even teased uh, with the sequel that the place would take in the world of first responders. So all the EMTs out there, um, be rarity. If you have paranoia, you might hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we're toying with having it take place in the world of first responders, EMTs, firemen, and police, Perry reveals. These people deal with death on the front lines every day and make choices that can cause people to live or die. Um, so with that uh, also comes in as THR previously notes screenwriters Milton and Dunstan are horror vets, vets best known for penning four of the Saw movies they were winners of seasons three of Project Greenlight and also wrote The Collector The Collection and Piranha 3DD they pen scary stories to tell in the dark I was like, oh, for cool. CBS Good Films. movie, good movie, and then shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, but they are also working with horror producers Platinum Dunes on an untitled Christmas horror project set up uh, at Sony uh, and The Reckoning at Paramount. So um, 
this gives me a lot of hope. I actually am a fan of the Final Destination series just because I, I know, I know. The yeah. one the one scene everybody always thinks of is either the lawnmower scene or the dude getting his sphincter ripped out in the pool. Everyone See, I always think of Sean William Scott getting decapitated. There's that one too, but I feel like those <laughs> ones get because those are the most like kind of the ridiculous. That was the movie that had the most ridiculous ones. Yeah, like the most ridiculous kills with like the NASCAR like race, just like yeah. wrecking uh, everyone. I think it was. I don't know. I lo- I lost interest in Final Destination after the third one, the roller coaster. I because really? like I got I the fifth I, one's good. See, I will I enjoyed say it, the- but after that, like when they I saw the NASCAR the trailer for the NASCAR one, I was just. Ugh. And then for whatever reason, I was just like, oh, my God. And then the bridge, like, is that the fifth one? Yeah, the fifth one. Yeah, the fifth one actually is really good. Yeah. I, I, will, I will say, uh, coming from four, it is definitely a better return to form. Yeah, I've heard so many. I've actually heard a lot of good stuff about the fifth one, but in my head, I'm just. Uh, well, I think. What I don't happened, know why. It, well, it's because they just kept coming out with them, and it definitely gave everybody a lot of fatigue. I guess. Because, and I, I would also say, it's kind of like a testament to the series, is that it's one of the few horror franchises that makes you actually face terrible worst case yeah, scenarios in I mean. real like, world situations. Like, in, t- everything about it to me, I'm like, I love this. It's I like, love the fact that it's not a serial killer. It's, it's, it's too just, plausible. Yeah, and also it's like, there's no happy ending also. Like, right. it's like, it should speak everything to me. And then I go and I just try and I'm just... Uh, after well, the even the second one, yeah. I think that's what ruined it. No, I think I I know what happened. So in the second movie, when the main chick from the first movie dies, yeah, in the second movie, and it was just in the hospital. I think it's the fact that her death was just so shitty, and they cover it just in my head and through the movie just was just so terrible. It just ruined the story for me. Yeah. I think that's why. It's just because, like, yes, she should die. I mean, it makes sense in the move in the right. whole scheme of the movie. But I think it was just the fact that it was just so glossed over. Well, see, that's and she's like, such a key important figure, and they're like, "Oh, she blew up, <laughs> run away." <laughs> yeah, like that's just how it was, and I think that's why it ruined it for me. Well, and see, that's kind of why, like, I'm really excited about that. They're saying that it's not going to be like a cash grab. Yeah. Like, and that you know that they actually have people behind this that care about the franchise. Yeah. So like that's what I'm really hoping for because I liked it because it's just kind of like the whole like prey on the fear of like accidents happen every day. Yeah, it's like real deadly. shit that could actually happen. <laughs> it's freak like, accidents, but freak accidents. Well, it's <laughs> almost kind of like taboo with how just kind of like over the top it gets. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, and I think that's what I really love about this series is that it's just like. Because whenever we make those jokes, like, on on, on here when we're talking about, like, and then his head got split open, there's blood everywhere. Like, it's funny. But then when you actually, like, make, like, those extreme situations in a movie, you're just like... Where it's, like, from reality, you're like, eh, don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Where it feels plausible. I don't know. I... I think I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'll give yeah, it another chance. I'm excited. I'll give it another excited. chance. So and to finally uh, kind of uh, go off on one last piece of uh, news about well because Candyman's coming out, I figured we should touch on something with Tony oh Todd. My God, it's and, so exciting. And because it's still kind of like uncertain how much Tony Todd is actually in it, I don't think he's gonna be in it that much. I really I hope it's just enough. Look, just I can enough. Like because. <laughs> Because it gives away in the trailer what it's about. I know. See, that's what I'm afraid of now. So, so I was so excited well, about be, it. But it's canon. Like, it is canon. No, I know. But here's my thing. Is like, I feel like, I almost feel like they gave away too much in the trailer. Right. You know what I mean? No, I, but agree. I really, I agree. But I really hope it, they pull a Invisible Man. Because that was my biggest thing. Uh, I keep talking to my uh, one of my buddies that I work with at work about the Invisible Man. He always goes... Because when I first saw the trailer and he saw the trailer, we had the same thought. It's just fucking Hollow Man. 
and then me and you went and saw it, and yeah. the trailer did nothing for that movie. Right. Like, gave away nothing. We just know he's the Invisible Man. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was just completely different from the trailer. So Which, that's uh, what I'm hoping. By the way, we are going to do a one-off review of that. Um, it yeah. Might, it, it might just be something simple as I do it really quick just to knock it out uh, because mm-hmm. I, I we I mean it was I, so good and I don't want to wait on it right and I don't want to like make it a whole like even half hour episode yeah. because it's one movie um, and, it's, and it's it's it's, so and it's new it might just be like a 10, 15 minute recording maybe yeah. we'll knock it out today we'll see. I, I don't know we'll see how today we'll goes see. but anyways sorry so uh, and an alien intelligence will merge with Tony Todd in an upcoming sci fi film. Um, called The Change. So if you love your Tony Todd, but don't know, but you want to see more of him, not sure how much he's going to be in, Can- in Candyman, don't worry, he's going to be in this film. Tony Todd is one of those horror, icon- horror icons who makes every movie better just by being in it. I also thought it was fitting to touch on this because of Final Destination and the fact that he's death in mm-hmm. Final Destination. Yeah. So, because we love Tony Todd. I know. I um, hope he's... I fucking love Tony Todd. He's so good. So, uh, one of the actors' next projects, Rue Morgue reveals this week, is a sci-fi movie, The Change, an alien invasion film that look, uh, that looks to feature Todd as the villain at the center of it, because you can't see him as a hero. He's an no, amazing it's villain. it's Tony Todd. He's an amazing villain. Uh, stars to be in it are Claire Foley, Jason Allen Smith, Carly Avers, K- Kathy Cyril, Margaret Rose Champagne, Ryan Barry McCarthy, Doug Tompos, and Dick Bolin will star in the film. Um, and so what it's about is something that's taking position of the hearts and minds of the city's population. At first, Mac played by Smith, Kim played by Foley, and Jane played by Avers to convince themselves they're wrong. They are not. An alien intelligence has merged with their neighbor, Bill, who's played by Tony Todd, set inning into motion a desperate struggle for survival of the human race. Soon the entire city is overwhelmed by the inhuman horror of the changed, but it won't stop there. With merciless reason, Bill pushes Mac, Kim, and Jane across every line imaginable to save themselves from the horde of changed gathering outside their suburban home. So Michael Mangillo is directing the script he wrote with Matt Gianni. Uh, there isn't a release date yet, but keep your t- keep your eyes peeled for this one. Uh, this article was released on March 11th, so um, hopefully soon here we'll find out more about the change and we'll get to see our glorious Tony Todd uh, come and do more great things for the world of horror, as he is so expertly well done. Oh yeah. So yeah, um, that's what's going on in horror. That's everything to kind of know about what's going on right now. Amaze your friends with this knowledge. Become a horror sleuth. Tell them all about it, or don't. I mean, either way, if you like that we're doing these horror articles, please let us know. The best way to do that is to go into our iTunes, leave us a five-star review, let us know that way, or on our YouTube descriptions, go in the comment section there, let us know. We're listening all the time to you guys, and we love to hear back from you, and we love to hear about the things that you like us doing, and, and so on and so forth. We are your monkeys, and we will dance. Will we? No, probably not. I was like, I feel like if someone was like, dance, monkey, and I was a monkey, I'd throw my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the dance you want? God, pooper, pooper. Speaking of the shit, we need to get into the shit of today's episode. Cody, why don't you intro us in? Yeah, they like talk about poop. (laughs) (laughs) No poop in there. Um, Yeah, so today, because we are recording on the 15th, and it is the month of March, and what happens in two days, sir... Uh, I don't. What's on Tuesday? I don't. Um, Christmas. J- Jesus Christ! Get, sort yourself out. No, it's St. Patrick's Day. Come on. 
And so, for this lovely St. Patrick's Day, it's a scary one this year. So we thought we would bring in some cool, awesome tales and lore for all you to, for all of you who are going to decide on your very own free will to stay in this St. Patrick's Day. We're going <coughs> to give you some good listening. So how about, in the lore of the Irish holiday, let's talk about lores of Ireland. So today we're going to be talking about four specific lores um, that I looked up that come out of Ireland. And before I jump into those, we are going to hop on over to our listener participation corner. Go over to um, the listener participation corner. That's right. I'm introducing it this time. So <laughs> I'm just doing the uh, because in the I told because I keep forgetting about it all the time, and I keep wanting to jump ahead into my research because I'm a terrible human being. But anyway, so on to our listeners. Um, uh, we, we posted get... listener participation corner this weekend. We are going to be talking about horror movies based on Irish lore and the history behind it. So we want to know what is your favorite Irish lore or Irish horror movie. Comment below and tell us why, and we will be ready. We will read them today. I'm so, just saying today because we're recording and we're reading them today. So I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put up a counter for every time somebody posts uh, the movie Leprechaun. Oh my god! On Twitter, yeah, because we didn't get a single one on Facebook. No, I know it's Which, weird. It's cool. I know. Like we I got... actually, Facebook, I'm proud because it's more lore than the movies. Yes, I mean, I guess to be fair, Facebook gives gives people that opportunity to comment as long as they yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Twitter true. has a set amount of characters. All right, that's fair. so it's easier sometimes just to do a GIF or an image. Mm-hmm. So fair enough. Well. I'm gonna. Do you want me to read? What do we want to start on Facebook? Today? Um, I got eight over on uh, Twitter. Right. Um, I'm gonna let's let's start with Twitter this time. All right. So as you know, we want to know about your favorite uh, or Irish lore or Irish horror movie. So going over on our Twitter from Muse at Halo Girl Twenty Two, she replied with a photo of a picture of a shirt of Rawhide Ray. Rawhead Ray. Excuse me. Um, which is another classic underground Irish horror, uh, for a ride around in the horror scene that we all love. You know who he is. It's Rawhead Ray. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to explain Rawhead Ray. It's because it's one of those characters that if you've seen the movie, you know who it is. You yeah. know who Rawhead Ray is. Yeah. If you don't know, then it's just going to go right over your head. Know, like so, like those uh, are the best. Ones. Like I'm not going to go into the whole movie about how Rawhead Ray came no. out. Um, so counter one, maybe we got, for a different review. So we got one one Leprechaun gif. One. We got one. So from Pulling These Podcast at Pulling These responded with a gif of Leprechaun holding a door. <laughs> so from Crash Palace at Crash Palace. That's why I was like, just, is this your favorite lore or your favorite horror? Which one is it? <laughs> um, so from yeah, from Crash Palace at Crash Palace. Just one question mark. Grabbers. A dark song. Wakewood. Irish lore for certain. And the amazing isolation. All rock. Because of strong and original storytelling. Something the horror genre desperately needs. From Mo Energy Podcast at Mo Energy Podcast. Leprechaun. Back to the hood. <laughs> Such a terrible movie. Yeah, we're not gonna retweet oh, your stuff it's so anymore. Good. You know what? No, more energy. So terrible. We're not it's retweeting terrible. your stuff anymore. How dare you? Oh my god! I'm Back just... to the hood. <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh man. Uh, I'm gonna count this for eight. Uh, Leprechaun, duh, one through eight. There's one with Chin Aniston. They want. They're mentioning every single one. one. Oh every single one. So okay. one. So that we're gonna count That's that. That's ten. Yeah, so we're gonna, 
And then from our own amazing Anna at uh, Anna Keys and oh heck, <laughs> Leprechaun is the only correct answer. Correct answer. So there's another one uh, from Kit Reader at Keith five three seven zero seven one nine nine Banshee. So Banshee's a good one. Banshee's a good one. From, Sorry, it's just that's such a left-handed Leprechaun one. I know. I was expecting outer the space one even no. more than Back to the That's so it's good. Back to the Hood. Oh, it's so good that got me. <laughs> from Samuel Glass Jr. at Movie Man 2010. One that doesn't get mentioned often, Disney's Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Masquerading as fun kids movie, this one had a couple of scenes that were pure nightmare fuel for kids who grew up with it. And no, I'm not counting Sean Connery singing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And by the way, I need to apologize. I was saying, I don't know why I was saying Ray. I think I was saying Ray because on the t-shirt it looks like a Y, not an X. But another person said Rawhead Rex. From uh, William Cody Shepard at William C. Shep 2. All right. So, yeah, it's well, it's Rawhead Rex. I, I think I was saying Ray because, like I said, on the shirt, it looks like it's a Y. Yeah. So, um, anyways, <laughs> going over to our Facebook. All right. On our Facebook, which, honestly, bravo to our Facebook commenters because three of these are actually the ones that I chose. Yep. You win, <laughs> so, you win Facebook right. commenters. Good job, so, guys. Yeah, so Miss Mooney, she said Morgan. Morgan. So the, uh, for those who aren't in the know, I'm going to be talking about Morgan in on today's episode, so I'm not going to go into too much more. Um, James, she <laughs> he said, why favorite piece? I'm guessing his bus saying my, but his favorite piece of lore is the story of Ku uh, Cthulhuin. Who some would say the Hulk is based on. I think James is just saying the Hulk is based Get on. Get the fuck out of here, James. <laughs> you go fuck yourself. No, I read his story and it's I could see where the where he could possibly be an inspiration. I mean but it he's also it's Irish's version of Hercules is like who he is. Right. But I'll be going in more of him. because um, he's also the other one of the other things. And then Miss Lauren, she said, Where do I begin? Changelings, especially the real story behind it. Um, in ba- in Bowery, there was this woman whose name was Bridget Cle- uh, Clearly, and her husband murdered her because he was so convinced that she was a changeling because she, because she was killed. He was so convinced that she was a changeling. She was killed by. Do you need? Do okay, you... I'm just gonna have to read it the way that it's supposed to. She okay, Lauren. I'm not reading this part. She was killed by lighting. She was ill by lighting her on fire by the hearth of the fireplace with her family watching. I don't, I'm, he I'm, killed her. The dude killed her because he thought he's a He killed her. He, anyways, he killed her. He, anyways, and the Murder. banshee, the female sprite. If you hear her scream, someone close to you will die. Um, and then the haunted Lep Castle bog bodies. It's endless. I haven't watched any Irish horror. Yes, you have. You just don't know it. But you know I'm a history and lore nut. So you don't know. Go. You don't know who you are. Well, hashtag stop feeding ducks. Spread Cody. No, fuck those ducks. Grabber. Uh, Audrey said grabbers. I stumbled across it uh, by accident, and it's become a St. Patrick's favorite. What more do you need than a town that has to stay drunk to stay alive? All right, I'm gonna have, you know what, Audrey, I'm gonna have to check out that movie. I've actually never seen it. Um, Missy also said fetch. I did not look up that one. I'll have to check that one out, Missy. And Tony said hashtag what he said, what she said. I don't know which one, Tony, but they were all great choices. Did you did you purposely not read the hashtag on Lords? 
Or did I just not hear I you? I did it. Oh, okay. And I said, no, fuck those ducks. Okay, sorry. Because <laughs> okay. I was reading the comment, too. I, I was really confused about what she was saying. It, it looks like but, autocorrect kind of okay, took over. Probably. So, so look, because it, of that, in I'm talking about the changelings today, and that story is in my research. So yay! we will talk about it. Fight. We're going to start off with the changeling. That was the weirdest high pitch I've done in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys actually heard that on the, on I know, the recording. Because it it just... it's just like really faint. Of... <laughs> I, I was really kind of just em- emulating my uh, passion for the scene in Land Before Time where it's a little baby Littlefoot. <laughs> and he's just like crawling out the thing. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> What if we All talked right, like so... that the whole time? <laughs> I... Wouldn't that be nice? And... And... And that was the <laughs> that is the end of the punk rock horror podcast. Yeah, Thank fair. you for listening to us. Yeah, we can't ever pretend to be bad. <laughs> We're sorry. All right. <laughs> so to start, <laughs> I mean it's kind of fitting because it's changeling. I know. So to start, <laughs> okay. So when I was doing this, I was getting so upset because I remember I picked changeling as one of the topics for when we yeah. ta- when we talked about uh when we told scary stories at the pub yeah um for one of our live events um like it and so like i was getting so <coughs> mad because i was like did i do it for the actual podcast or was it just for the stories and i like had to go through all my research like, oh yeah i just did it for the story so all y'all was- we're gonna learn about changelings today <laughs> i can't wait anyway so lord number one the changeling when the word fairy is mentioned, many think of gentle beings with nothing but pleasantries for their human counterparts. As we discovered with the ban... Oh, no, no, fuck that. Jesus Christ. No, we're good. That's Disregard it. that. The changeling. Changelings were fairies who had been left in place of a human child or baby who had been stolen by the fairies. Um, the child was taken for one of three reasons. To act as a servant for the fairies to receive the love of a human child or just for malice or revenge. Most of the time, the exchange was made with a fairy. With a fairy, the exchange was made with a fairy change, but occasionally an elder fairy, elderly fairy, would also be swapped instead of a baby. Right. So the fair, the elderly fairy would take the human baby's place because fairies are fucking adorable, I guess. Either so that it could live out its life with in the comfort of the car's care. Jesus Christ, dude! Seriously, people can't type anymore. I mean, it's probably um, autocorrect. Because I copy and pasted this from the article, but care of a human or so that I could. Anyway, so beginning of it, changelings are baby fairies that get swapped out for human babies. So basically, a fairy could be like, "Oh, your human baby's a lot cuter than my baby. Do you want to trade? Do you, Matt? Because your baby's cuter than the fairy baby." Are you asking me to trade my child with Audrey? No, that's what the fairy would be doing. I'm a fairy is, is now that, asking is that, you. Is that what you're getting at right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, so changelings are baby fairies that get swapped out um, into the human world. And so the fairy would take it to the land, into the fairy world and raise the beautiful baby. Um, so often a ama- uh, Oh, my God. Um, I also have a really good kind of also description here, too, about changelings, if you don't mind if I share it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, so, just, this article got all... No, no, so I also recommend checking out irishcultureandcustoms.com because they're a really good source for Irish lore and stuff like that. And uh, they even have a whole section about Irish monsters and urban legends and lore. It's really cool. So on changelings... I know, that's where I got uh, one, not for changelings, but a different one. Um, so for changelings, uh, the way it's described is changelings were the replacement for a mortal child who had been stolen by the good people. 
For fear that handsome baby would be kidnapped, people would, wouldn't mention its beauty. For his or her protection, they would not only call God's blessing upon the baby, but actually spit at it, hoping that this would deceive the good people into believing that the baby wasn't worth stealing. Interestingly, boy babies were often dressed like females in their first years to deceive the good people who were always looking for a mate for their queen. In folklore, changelings were very ugly and a very voracious appetite, eating everybody around them out of house and home. Adults, too, were, were sometimes kidnapped, and the changeling would be recognized by its harsh voice and mean-spirited personality. Um, so one movie that we actually reviewed that actually mm-hmm. has a good story about changelings um, was actually Pat... Oh, my God, I had it on my head. It was an anthology movie. That Christmas Horror Story. Christmas Horror Story, thank yeah. you. A yeah, Christmas that- Horror Story. Uh, so that that they actually do a really good uh, tale on the changelings in that one too. Um, mm-hmm. And so, by the way, good people—that's just what they're called—is the good people. That's the people that would take your baby. Yeah. And th- what's really interesting about that is that could, that really makes me think of like um, just like uh, even in today's modern age, mothers who are very like cautious of their children, mm-hmm. like and not letting strangers just like, oh, yeah. see newborn babies. So I'm wondering if like this was also a thing back then to kind of like. Uh, for for what I wonder if like people said this, so that's why they didn't want to show their newborn baby to someone. In medieval times, children with deformities, illnesses, or conditions that were unexplained at the time were thought to have been replaced by changelings, which is why many were abandoned or even killed. Oh man! So the opposite of what you were saying. Oh, okay, so I was way off. <laughs> oh, but that there was were morbidly off. But there were those. <laughs> hold on. But there were those who suspected their baby had been swapped with a changeling who still felt as if they had to look after their love yeah. and love their changeling child for fear that the fairies would harm their stolen child or worse, never bring it back. So There's it's also... kind of that all, that thing. And so talk, uh, and then the story we wrote, the quick little story that we wrote, yeah, uh, yeah. read in Lauren's post, um, changelings actually didn't really start in Ireland until that story, which was ni- 1895 when Bridget Cleary was killed by her husband, who he believed she was a changeling. So he ran her over with his car and burned her alive. Man, get, like... That's basically that, what Lawrence Story can is you saying. Imagine, <laughs> can you imagine that shit being said at, like, in Providence, mm-hmm. like, that show, that were the, in any courtroom show or anything? So why, mm-hmm. did, why did you run over your wife? Ah, that she was a changeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had imagine? to be sure. <laughs> I, I, I could have sworn. could have uh, sworn. I thought a fairy. I saw her in the night, and then yeah. the baby was different. <laughs> OJ should have led with that. He would have gone. It would have gone way better for him. I think so too. Are OJ jokes still relevant? I'm guessing not. I don't know. Probably man. not. He's back on Twitter. <laughs> that was a stupid joke. I'm sorry. I think Casey Anthony could have gotten away with it too. She oh, like, boom! Oh, dark oh, humor. Fuck her. Anyway, so talking about. So we were. Damn right. So going off of. These evil children. We're gonna. God damn it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop now. <laughs> Matt, why'd you get the sound effect, sound effect horn on your phone for situations? This exact reason. It's like this. It's gonna be the call to Casey Anthony horn. Whenever we bring her up, it's just. <laughs> wah, anytime somebody says. She's terrible. Just anybody time, anytime someone says the name Casey Anthony. Oh my god, what if she's actually listening to us? Like, one of those few people, like, weird celebrities that <laughs> might listen to us. Well, and now we're gonna get an email. Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Casey Anthony. <laughs> I don't know why we're taking so many shots at I Casey Anthony. Because we're still talking about <laughs> Okay, so, going away from, <laughs> from her... 
and switching from you're avoiding the name aren't you? I, yeah you're <laughs> from the evil children We're, let, let's talk about a, a tragic story okay. of some good children <laughs> and we're let's gonna, try to shift this tone yep and talk about the children of Lear. um so of, say that when we're actually Lear. 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 l-i-r okay. children of Lear. Okay, I was actually being genuine so, too. No, I know, I <laughs> can tell. So many, many years ago in ancient Ireland lived a king and ruler of the sea called Lear. He had a beautiful wife called Eva who gave him four children. The eldest, eldest son, Adol, a daughter called Fionula, uh, and twin boys, uh, Fiatra and Con. When, children were, when the children were young, their mother, Eva, died. Lear and the children were very sad and the king wanted a new mother for his, for his children. So he married Eva's sister, Aofe, uh, who it was said to possess. She was a witch, basically. He married her witch. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. Aofe um, loved the children, and, but she loved Lear first and became very jealous of the fact that Lear was trying to be a good dad right. and spend time with his kids. So because she, she got wanted, jealous and she wanted all of his attention for herself. Um, one day she took the children to swim in a lake while the sun was hot in the sky. And when they got there and children took to the water, Aofi used her powers to cast a spell over the children, which would turn them all into beautiful swans. Cause she knew if she killed the children, their ghosts would haunt her forever. So instead she cast a spell, forcing them to live as swans for 900 years, 300 on Lake, uh, Deravarach, 300 in Straits of Moyle and 300 more on the Isle of Enish Gloda. The spell would only be broken when children heard the ringing of a bell and the arrival of St. Patrick in Ireland. Oh. Basically, this tale came about, they became good children once they were blessed by God. Oh, so it's one of those. It is, because St. Patrick is who brought... For those who don't know, St. Patrick brought Christianity to Ireland. That's what yeah. he did. Yeah, that's, and so that's the basically, it is just, yeah. Yeah, and so the story of him driving out the snakes is kind of like, it's the lore of, it's symbolizing his driving out of sins. Yeah, because like, because how like, the snake in the garden of yeah. Adam and Eve was like, Satan. Yeah, so he, ne- he never actually played a little pipe and drove the yeah. snakes out. He drove, he was, basically he was driving the sins out of Ireland. And Brought the what, good yeah. book. But, so he brought, he Brought Christianity, which saved these children. But before all he comes in, um, Aofi's spell had not taken away the children's voices, and it was so that these four beautiful swans could sing beautiful songs and were able to tell their father what had actually happened to them. Um, Lear, who had God, God, gross. Lear, who had been uh, searching for his children, came down to the lake and saw. Fiona, Fiona, I'm just calling her Fiona. Now, now a swan who told him of uh, the spell cast, um, the spell that was casted on them by Aofi. Enraged, he banished uh, Lear, banished Aofi into the mist, and she was never seen again. And while Lear was sad that, uh, sad that of his children's fate and how long they were going to be swans, he still stayed a good father and faith, uh, hung around the lake until his dying day with his children every single day. Um, and then after those 300 years, they traveled to the Straits. And for those 300 years, they uh, spent enduring, uh, enduring fierce storms. And they were separated from each other for most of those 300 years. And after that, right. they finally found each other and came, uh, after those 300 years. And went, uh, spent the last remaining 300 years of their spell on a small saltwater lake on Isle of uh, on the Isle of Inishgloda. Um, and so... Before their passing, so they uh, on their final days there, a holy man um, c- 
uh, moved to there. His name was Calm Hog, uh, and he cared for the swans for the rest of their life. And when they finally heard the final bell that changed them back to children, um, Cam Hog knew of their curse and their fate. And so before they passed and saw that after they, you know, changed from swans back to children, he knew what was going to happen because they started aging rapidly. I mean, they're over 900 years old and he blessed them so they could finally rest at ease. Nice. It's kind of the ending of the story. Yeah. It awesome. was a nice sweet tale. Um, so are you, so are you going to touch on the puka a little bit no. more? Okay. No, not touching on puka at all. Do you mind if I read about the puka? sure cool um so i'm just kind of picking off also cool lores off this website um i'm gonna try because i think we should end on like the actual origin of like the leprechaun since it's been yeah, touched on yeah i know so we'll end on that one but so uh the puka pronounced puka as p-o-o-k-a-h and also for all you uh weeboos that's not the anime we're not talking about the anime puka <laughs> okay throw out weeboos <laughs> did it again <laughs> Oh, yeah. Totally Casey Anthony, that one. All right. So the puka. Oh, my God. You son of a bitch. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> You're going to throw that. <laughs> I like everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to me? Eh? Yeah. Uh, so the puka is the Irish word for hobgoblin. One of the most feared spirits, according to legend. It can take on a variety of shapes and sizes in order oh to wreak God. havoc and harm. However, as the legend goes, it's now less dangerous thanks to legendary king Brian Boru, who is said to have tamed it and ridden it like a horse. In fact, if one can use that word in the same sentence as talking about the supernatural, it's said that the puka often takes on the form of a horse or calf, rushes between victims' legs, and hoists them away for a mad dash across the countryside. Besides horses and cows, the puka can also take on the shape of a bird or a bat and has been known to scratch the faces of its quarry. Usually, its ominous spirit lies in wait and suitably eerie places such as crossroads, fences, or bridges. But could you imagine that shit if, like, like the horse, like, out of nowhere, just being taken away by a horse would freak you out. But could you imagine out of nowhere being hoisted away by a giant-ass bat? <laughs> just, like, into the fucking night sky? Okay, but is it like a Pokemon, so it only says its name? I, so it's like <laughs> flying at you as a giant bat goes, Puka! Puka! <laughs> like, just like soars into the sky. <laughs> like, can you imagine that shit? Like, <laughs> like, just imagine like a couple walking out. Like, it's maybe it's their first date. And they're just like, like this is going to be really great, but I would really give for anything to just make this date end. And all of a sudden, nowhere, Puka! <laughs> Just fly to the sky, just holy shit! This is, I don't know if I should be happy or terrified. <laughs> no, you know the puka grabbed the guy, and the girls sitting there like, I mean, I said I wanted it to end, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I feel like hobgoblins always have, like goblins in general have the weirdest fucking lore in I any know, culture because they're just fucking hideous i love <laughs> goblins just, so much it's the most ridiculous and they would just like take you away like yeah. it, like when they were because when it says like it would take on the form of a horse or a calf and rush between the legs of the victims and hoist them away for a mad dash it makes me think of like any movie ever that has a comedic scene where there's just like a <laughs> village that's just like in, in disarray because like heroes are running through it or whatever and they're just like horses taken off with like knights attached by a rope or like whatever yeah. like you know what i'm talking about like there's yeah. any and, like it just makes me think of that. In reality, they're pukas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just puka. 
Puka, use Thunderbolt. Puka! <laughs> Puka, fly! <laughs> it's super effective! <laughs> so, yeah, man, I don't know. That just. That. <laughs> don't do it. We didn't say her name! DDB right now. Is she coming up? I got another one for you if, if you don't have one. I got the Morgan. We're okay. Talk about Miss Morgan. Go ahead. All right. So, as you said, uh, Missy Mooney pointed this one out, but the Morgan is the term given to the goddess to Goddess Morgan, one of the triple goddesses in Celtic mythology. She represented the circle of life and was associated with both birth and death. Her name translates to Great Queen or Phantom Queen. She was a shapeshifter and looked over the rivers, freshwater, and lakes. She is also described as being the patroness of revenge, magic, priestesses, night, prophecy, and witches. She is often depicted as a triple goddess, but this varies by source. In Celtic mythology, the number three has incredible significance. At times, Morgan is featured as one of three sisters, while other times she is a singular figure. So, yeah. I guarantee <laughs> um, we just... I'm getting this all from mythology.net. I'm guaranteed we just gave a lot of women who listen to this show their next tattoo idea. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get the number three. I don't fucking do it. Uh, so the origins of the Morgan is actually, it's pretty difficult to find the exact origin, but some say that she was the wife of da- uh, Dadga. Um, many say that she was part of the Tuatha de Dan- uh, Danana, or the tribe of the goddess Danu. The tribe was a mythical race living in Ireland and were descendants of the goddess Danu. Her son Dadga... Uh, was a powerful leader. Morgan often helped to protect the people from invading armies by blowing a layer of fog over the land and uh, and decreasing visibility. Um, legends and stories, the myths surrounding Morgan all involve parts of the life cycle. Her stories are found in all kinds of places, but her, what, her biggest story, her biggest legend I'm going to talk about is going to actually link to a, uh, a later story, um, but of Kuthlane, uh, the one that James said. So Ku... I'm going to read this whole story real quick. It's short. Kukulain was a warrior and Morgan fell deeply in love with him. She tried to seduce the warrior, but he rejected her. Unable to deal with the rejection, she set out to seek revenge. She tried to use her magic to increase his inner strength, but needed him to be still and near her in order to do so. Because she was a shapeshifter, she appeared to him for the first time as a bull. She told him to run, but he refused and kept on his path. The next time, she appeared to the warrior as an eel. She tried to trip him in an effort to use more magic on him, but she was unable to. She tried again, this time changing into a wolf, and attempted to scare cattle so that they would run and stop his journey, but again, this didn't work. So, in these three uh, parts that uh, they left out, it's actually really important. But um, as an eel, uh, Ku kicks her when she turns into an eel and breaks her ribs. When she was a bull and charged him, uh, he actually shoots out one of her eyes. Uh, with an arrow and then as a wolf he actually uh sling or throws a sling and breaks her leg okay so she and these all actually happen and then so when she resorts to a whoop uh uh finally on her final attempt she took to the shape of an elderly woman she had all these injuries still but ku did not recognize these injuries um so she was milking a cow and when ku saw uh saw her uh, morgan gave the warrior three drinks of the milk but not only did they make him stronger, it also revitalized Morgan. It fixed her ailments, yeah. pretty much. And so, to 
when she finally got how she finally gets her revenge, Ku is riding his horse one day when he noticed Morgan by the river. This would be the moment in which she would seek her revenge on the war on the warrior for finally rejecting her love. Um, she was washing uh, armor. A blood. She asked. She offered to wash his armor and wash the blood off his armor, which is considered a death omen. Um, the next time he was in battle, he was critically wounded. He, uh, he knew that he would die and tied himself to a large stone and propped himself up so that he would so he would die in an upright position. Pretty much pride. So he he pretty much would not die unless he was dying on his feet. And then a crow landed on his left shoulder, and that's how everyone knew he was finally dead. So that's her. That's one of her biggest, most famous stories, is the Morgan. But yeah, she's fucking crazy, awesome. So <laughs> she's awesome too. Touch on a <laughs> smaller one, and then we'll end on the Leprechaun here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one that I thought that was actually kind of. Oh yeah, we're not gonna be able to talk about Koo. We don't have the time. The Koo? Damn, the guy uh, that I was just talking about, Koo Kathleen. Uh, we could talk a little bit about him. Okay. Mine, mine's really, really short. Okay. Uh, so the Tassie, I think I'm saying it right. It's the T A I S E with an accent over the E. Is the image of a person who is not present and warns of an imminent accident. The worst omen of all is to see the Tassie of yourself, which means you are about to die. Ooh. Ooh. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so just uh, real quick, just a. I, I actually really highly recommend uh, listeners to go to read um, this story. So it's the story, Irish story and legend of Ku Kuhlain. Um It's on at ancientorigins.net. Um, I'm not going to read the entire thing. Just like so, some fun facts about this guy. He was really cool. So like he, he was basically Hercules in Irish culture. Um, he find, he got his biggest known. One of his biggest things is that he killed a wolf by himself with his bare hands. I think it was a wolf. We'll uh, make it a wolf. Some, some some beast. He killed a beast with his bare hands when he was a boy. Um, he also was known as being one of the greatest warriors ever. He would, and one of the things that he did is he take like whole troops and armies out just by calling out. He he would call out one by one. He'd say, "You, could, I will fight you. Yeah, but I will only fight you one on one, one after another." Is what he would say. Like yeah. that's how he says. Like, as long as it's a fair fight, I don't care. I'll take out your entire army, and they're all like, oh, "You're full of shit." And he'd take out the whole army by fucking offing them one by one. And that's why Morgan got so infatuated with him and what and fell in love with him. So obsessed. Yeah, and there, there's more great stories that he did. I just know that was the biggest thing that got uh, of why they uh, she fell in love with him, and he ended up dying at a young age um, from all of that. And so there's two different stories to his death. Um, one says that the fatal wound that he got for after running into Morgan in that battle, um, he actually it severed his guts and his entrails were coming out, Damn. and that he actually tied his own intestines to the tree and held them up. So it's either you're seeing his guy with his guts literally wrapped out around a rock, standing there all Hulk like, going "Yeah, I'll fuck you up" till yeah. he's dead, or he had some rope on his horse, which is the real, I'm going to guess the real story and just tied it up so he could stand, uh, he could die on his feet. He died at 27. Wow. Yep. I, I mean, it's kind of hard to think you're going to survive if you're di- tying your own yeah. testaments around you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining that too. Could you imagine like being a bird just watching that? Like that crow who's like, yeah, that's going to be good. What the fuck is what he doing? Like the dude just ripping, the ripping out like his intestine. Like, all right. And he sticks a spike in it, walks around the rock with it still in there and then ties a knot and he's just like i'm good crow's <laughs> just like humans are weird yeah, yeah. well better eat some of that matter before it goes to rot yeah he's probably like that was the most metal thing i've ever seen sir 
I will eat you heartily. <laughs> Your body shall give me strength, and you shall live through me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to end our lores, let's end on a quick, fun one of the Leprechaun. So, this is the actual lore behind the Leprechaun. If you're not, if you're, if you're ever in an argument with someone about what the actual lore is, <laughs> um, well, we are here to set the record straight. So, uh, the Leprechaun, and is, it was much like the man- Banshee, was always a solitary, and I think we're also going to touch on the Banshee here a little bit as well, um, was a solitary creature. It's, it is erroneous to ever consider a company of Leprechauns or a group of Banshees. However, according to folklore, the Leprechaun was once part of a community called Lokra, Lokra Pan, or the Wee Bodies. Over time, the name became corrupted, and this corruption gave gave rise to the notion that quote unquote brog or shoe was part of the name. Thus, leprechauns became shoemakers to the good people. Remember, the good people are the people that will take your children, um, as well as the protector of their treasures. And for whatever reason, leprechauns were identified with some very antisocial personality traits, including irascibility, uh, cunning, double talk, and the liking for their own company. In uh, in company in Coldair, the name Lu Lurkin Lurkin sorry appears to be the name for Leprechaun, and there are still other monikers elsewhere. But throughout the country, the folklore is the same when it comes to its high uh, its its haunts, uh, habits, and hidden crocks of gold. If you wish to seek one out, they're usually found near a ve- near very old castles, and they're always engaged in making shoes, but always one, never a pair. As the story goes, if you find one of these crafty rascals, you should draw close to them without making any sound and quickly take them in your grasp. Demand to know where the crocs of gold are and hidden and beware of any distractions, for he will surely te- cheat you. Take your eyes off him for just an instant and he will disappear. The far Darig, the red man, is never re- is near relation to the leprechaun, but he dresses in red from head to toe and much amused by moral terror. He's been known to give his victims terrifying nightmares. So much like <coughs> so, I would also say that the horror leprechaun that we all know, the horror franchise, is mostly based off the red man. Yeah. In that case, so he's just like, the, no wonder they're so pissed off and like tricking people. They're fucking walking around, and someone just comes up behind him, and goes, "Ah, oh, you wee lad!" <laughs> he's just like, "I'm 80. Where is your rocker? Oh, oh, yeah, he's like a wild shaking, one. Like, he's a wild one. I'd be pissed off too if I was just like trying to take a walk through the forest, and someone's like, "Look, there's the there's the wee lad," and just what the fuck? It's like that scene for Bed of Black with Will Smith and the pug, just yeah. or no, Will Smith, Frank, uh, Tommy, where's Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Where's a Frank? Where's a Frank? Where's a Frank? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll tell you where my gold is. That's all I imagine. God, no wonder they're pissed off. Being violently shaked by angry Irish people. <laughs> I, I was going to make you a pair, but now I'm only making one. Yeah, now you only get one crock. You only get one shoe. <laughs> You're going to have to buy the other one. Fucking cobblestone this shit. Uh, so... I mean, there's yeah. still there's still a great rich lore when it comes to yeah, a lot we... of Irish urban legends and urban and lore in general. Oh yeah, and there's also like so there's so there's so much rich Irish lore, and even just these these few stories that we talked about and brushed on, there's still like so much in depth to them. Yeah. So like, def- they're fun. It's fun. I mean, like we said, if you're not being able, if you're quarantined this St. Patrick's Day, 
do yourself a favor. Give us a listen. Have a good yeah. couple good laughs and I learn agree. some more about Irish culture and Irish lore. Maybe watch some Irish horror movies. Yeah, that too. And we got two coming up for you this Friday, even though it's after St. Patrick's Day. But yeah. Yep, yep. So this Friday <laughs> we will be talking about two movies in relation still, to this theme. Yeah. That are going to be based off Irish horror or Irish lore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you again, Ghouls, Gals, Creeps, and Mutants, for tuning in. Um, some news. So, we did walk away from Teespring for a hot minute for a while there because they were definitely dropping the ball with a lot of our products. Mm-hmm. Um, some time has passed and we worked through it, and we can now proudly say that. Our Teespring account is back up and running again. It's good. Woo. So you can uh, so to kind of make this an example. So we have our merch that we partner with with Ether's Oath, and we have our own branded merch via mm-hmm. Teespring. So there's two types of merch you can buy from us. Um, it's it both have varying degrees. You can find those links on below of prices and what you're going to be looking at. But we have great products. We're going to be adding yeah. more products to the store here soon. Uh, we do one of my favorite products that are on there that is our most recent is our Monday Suck hoodie. Comes in a lot of colors. <laughs> it has a very nice uh, picture of uh, Dracula on front of it. So really check it out. Get yourself one today. Well, that link will be in the description below. All you have to do is click it and go order yourself one. And if you want to keep up with everything that we're doing with the punk rock horror podcast please like us and follow us at facebook under just search up punk rock horror podcast or on our twitter at official prhp or on instagram punk rock horror podcast hashtag prhp podcast you can also find me at the undead matt on instagram you can also choose to support the show if you'd like to over at punk rock horror podcast uh on our patreon just punk patreon.com slash punk rock horror podcast over there we have a lot of great rewards we are now getting the mr boxes ready to go out uh we've had a little bit oh, of a, yeah we've had kind of a hiccup with it in the sense of like the pandemic that's been going on yeah. um and also with just that um uh it was most it just we're waiting for a lot of things to come in to just get these boxes made mm-hmm. um that's really what it is um so with that being said you know if you like what we're doing and and you still want to find a different way to help out but you can't really become a patron best way to do that is just to go over to our itunes leave us a good review let us know what you like about the show what are the, give us a shout out we'll might just read it on the show or even let us know in our youtube comments um that being said I am Matt. I'm Cody. And thank you again for letting us talk about horror with you. Bye. 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 Bye.